found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Well, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Ken Miller Show. Trent Conn and myself, weekdays from noon until 2, speaking with you and to you. Uh, on 1700 KBGG. We welcome you to the program today. Coming up, Scott Dockerman, Land at 10. We will uh, kind of recap yesterday's press conference. I know you had an opportunity to yesterday, Trent, but we uh, will get into it with Doc. Uh, Phil Parker and Brian Ferentz met the media yesterday afternoon. There is some Hawkeye news today. Not bad news by any means. Uh, the 2020, that one kind of vacancy on the schedule has been filled. It's uh, been filled with uh, the University of Northern Iowa. Uh, look, I, I, I'm glad Northern Iowa is going to get a paycheck. And when you look at the 2020 Hawkeye schedule, uh, this is probably a good spot to put the Panthers on it because there's a three-week back-to-back-to-backer, Michigan State at Ohio State at Penn State. Ooh. That's a gauntlet right there, folks. That's a gauntlet. They're the best three teams in the East this year. Who knows well, I know two of them will probably still be at the top of that list in 2020, but a long way to go before now and then. Uh, Cubs tonight, they, they fall yesterday, forcing a game five. Indians go down to defeat. Trent, I'll be honest with you. And first of all, good to see you again. Um, you know, I was pulling for the story, not necessarily the team, yeah. but, but just the story. But here's, the, here's what I kind of, um, you know, the consolation in this. Can you hate this Yankee team like you hated previous Yankee teams? I mean, it's kind of easy to hate the Yankees of old, right? Yes, yes. The checkbook baseball, and they'll go back to that. Mm-hmm. But this isn't one of these teams that they open up the checkbook to put together. Of course, there's a couple of pieces that they did. But there's a lot of young guys on this team that they either got in their system or via trade. I'm finding it hard to kind of, air quote, hate this group of Yankees. I'm the same way with you, but I do know that's going to be changing quickly. Because not only are they going to have a lot of money coming off the books, mm-hmm. uh, play, payroll flexibility of seventy-five to a hundred million dollars, you know, they have a top three organization in baseball. This isn't you know just a wave coming through and that's it. They got a lot more in the system too. Well, they got a lot more in the system because they were willing to trade off their parts when they knew mm-hmm. they weren't going to contend the last couple of years. Absolutely, they made smart investments yes, at that time, did. knowing that the future was going to be bright. And here they are, and now Girardi saves his job last night. No question. It's funny. You go from Friday night, looks like a guy's out the door, yep. and now he is lock, stock, and barrel. He'll be the manager in 2018 for the Yankees, and, no doubt. and he's got a young, young team with a lot of upside to it. But yeah, I agree. I mean, it's the Yankees. They're easy to hate, and as a Twins fan, even easier to hate. Yeah, I can understand that. <laughs> but, but there's something about the guys. You know, Judge, he's not flamboyant. He's not. He's just, he just a ball player, and as mm-hmm. much as he struggled in this series— well, with the strikeouts, yes. although that was an awful call on the strike him out, throw him out call. Yeah. The uh, the throw him out was legit. The strike him out was not. But uh, yeah, it's it's difficult for this year. I'm still not rooting for him to win a World Series, but yeah, they're not hateable Yankees at right. the very least. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. Well, early in the afternoon, the uh, the Cubbies fall, and, and Strasburg was. Uh, Trent, he was unbelievable in the baseball game. I mean, 12 strikeouts in seven innings. The, the Cubs had absolutely no idea in the batter's box. Anthony Rizzo said as much. I loved his quote after the game, and I'm paraphrasing. When asked what it's like to face Strasburg, he said, it's like going into a batting cage when you don't play baseball and flailing away. <laughs> and these are some of the best hitters in baseball in that lineup, right? And Bryant was clueless. And R- Rizzo didn't have any idea whatsoever what was coming his way. Strasburg... 
I mean, he was unbelievable, Trent. He really was. Story of the day yesterday. Speaking of a batting cage, it's like when you head to Sluggers there in Wrigleyville and you had a couple too many. Yeah. And you think it's a great idea. You're in a buddies to... Whoever came up with that idea, right. let's get a bunch of drunkards in there and see what they can do with yeah. a batty cage. I mean, that's what it I've looked like. Gone, I've never embarrassed myself. If you sounds like you're um, speaking from experience. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Didn't look good. No. Not shots right back up the middle. I'll tell you that much. There were shots maybe of a different variety that were sure. happening in that one. And that's what it looked like. And it's so funny going from Dusty, the mold. Oh, he threw a bullpen. No, actually, How he's about, sick. by the way, the mold? How about, did you see the shot of the guys with the... Mm-hmm. The blues, I guess, are they called surgical masks? Yeah, Is that yeah, what they yeah. are? There was a group of fans at Wrigley, and they all had their surgical masks on before they. That's going to be a punchline forever. No now, question. Isn't it? The Chicago Mold. Yep, it's a great fantasy name for your fantasy team. That's a good one too. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's just dusty. And now I bet, I bet somebody grabbed the Twitter account already. Yes, I'm sure you're right. I. Uh, but does Dusty need to win tonight to keep his job? Well, I don't know. I mean, that that's news to me. Are you hearing that that there's scuttlebutt out there? Out there, that, yeah. I've been there? reading a little Washington Post here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dusty said afterwards it'll be Geo or Roark more than likely today. Who do you think it will be? I think you got to go Geo. I do too. He gave up three. He was five all innings. Right. Yep. But Geo throws a ton of pitches, and in this game, you're probably saying, "Can he give us a good three? Mm-hmm. Can he get us three and a third? You know, can he do something like that?" If it's at that point, do you turn over to Rorick? Probably not. I mean, it's so dependable on how this game's going to go, too. As you cobble it together, game five, and you know, you just get ready for the weekend, however it falls down. But uh, I love love these elimination games, and I love the evolution of baseball to what it is today. With the bullpens, you mean? Yeah, where it's all hands on deck. Mm -hmm. And if they can and, and get a little something from Scherzer, they'll... Try to get a little something from Scherzer. So, so let me ask you that along those lines, because the winner of this will play on Saturday, as, mm-hmm. as, as we know. What did if, if you're if you're Joe Madden, you you, you threw Lester yesterday. Arietta yep. threw ninety pitches. He was three two every single batter. Yes. It seemed like yesterday, yes. every count was three and two. Do you save Quintana? Is he the guy? I mean, you don't want to start lackey in game one if there is a game one. Sure, I would have to think that. Uh, great, I get it. It's a limited. There is no tomorrow. So mm-hmm. if you get to that point, you you know what? You take care of it today. And you worry about tomorrow, tomorrow, or you worry about Saturday, tomorrow. Is Quintana the last guy though that you look for? Because you again, the Dodgers are sitting there waiting, well rested. Mm-hmm. Or do you just basically go into Game One and and not wave the white flag? But what do you do? I think I've saved Quintana, honestly. Save him for what though? Till the don't last win. second. Till the very. He's my last. But option. you're down four two. Then you know you 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 waited that long, and then all of a sudden you're down because you waited. I don't think there's waiting. If Quintana, if you feel like he gives you your best shot, right, and it's a two-two game, you gotta go Quintana. And mm-hmm. if it's you know two outs in the fourth, is Lackey the next guy in tonight? If Hendricks, because look at as as good as Hendricks was, yeah. and he was really really good. Can he do that again? Can he get the ball to dance in that That's same way? That's just it. It, it. Maddox could do it. Mm-hmm. Hendricks has been able to do it, but. He's still a guy that throws... Think of the first name he threw out there. (laughs) 86. He breathes different different air. Yeah. He throws 86 miles an hour. That's what he pumps it up, and it's all about movement. And if that movement just isn't there at the same level, you got to... He's another guy that you have to have an early hook with, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you... And that's the thing where you go back to Quintana, is if it does have to be an early hook, instead of going lackey, I think you got to go there. If you just see right away, he doesn't have it. The movement isn't there. 
the Nats, their second time seeing them in they a week. They haven't They're seen Lackey, out. though, yet. That's the thing. That's true. Good you know, and, and to your point, they've seen Hendricks six days ago, right? Yep. And he went seven innings. So these guys had probably, well, minimum of two, but most uh, most likely three chances to face him within the last week. So that doesn't that's not on his side. Who's tighter tonight? Mm, who's tighter tonight? Great question. Cubs, they're playing with house money right now because of last year. They, they're still, they've still got the banks full. Uh, Washington? Probably. I mean, they, Home crowd. So much pressure. They mm-hmm. played terribly for a long time in both the games at mm-hmm. home. Uh, I was listening to Tony Kornheiser. He was talking about that. He was at game two. He said it was awful. The environment was awful until the, the homer and then, of course, was the Harper. Was it? Yeah, Everyone's nervous, and well, they we're gonna be they were going to be down 0-2. 0-2 and, right, yeah, or going back to Chicago, rather. Right, right. So you can see that. And we talk about Minnesota a lot and their ineptitude and in professional franchises. The Redskins are right there with them, and yeah. Washington as a whole. The Capitals. Well, they'll win the President's Cup Rippen how many times? In 19, what? 91. 91? Yeah, it up in the Metrodome. So that was the last time it was the 92 Super Bowl, but the 91 yeah. season. Against the Buffalo <laughs> Bills. <laughs> but uh, you have that. You got kind of the whole city. All right. When's the other shoe going to drop? Mm-hmm. The National, just you take away the city angle of it, their organization, you know, they haven't advanced in 68 years. <laughs> to, yeah, to an they should have been 94. Yeah. Well, that yes. was the best team yeah. in baseball when the strike hit in 94. The, the Expos were the best team of baseball. So you have kind of all that there. I think you're right. But there's going to be pressure on both sides. Sure there is. You're, you're the reigning champs. Mm-hmm. You, there's just a little tightness. On it. It's game five. It's yeah. great. 7-0-8, locked and loaded. For us, selfishly, I'm, I'm pulling for the Cubs tonight. I mean, yeah. I want I want another series of – not that – look, we're down to four teams. So the NLCS and the ALCS, they'll still move the needle here to an extent. We get the Yankees involved helps. Sure, that doesn't that doesn't hurt. You're right, but if if the if the Cubs do that needle goes into the red zone, right? right? I yeah. mean, it moves all the way to the Cubs, road. Dodgers, blue oh, massive blue, just terrific series. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you get the Nationals, though they're good. Yes, they're very good. It just it will it won't resonate in the same way, obviously. Yeah, as the Cubs will. Uh, and we got a great Thursday night football game. Unfortunately, because I got to watch baseball, yes. and I knew how yeah. football crazed I am. This is a really good. Why couldn't we have the Colts and the Titans tonight? Right of all the time, this is perfect. Jags Titans line yeah, it up. Perfect. Can't they flex this game? You would like to think. And, and on top of it, you get two teams that I, I'm very high on. Both these teams, I was high on them in the summer, mm-hmm. and I feel one of my few good NFL picks were these two teams being pretty good. Hang but on the, a second. You picked the Giants in the East. I did. I picked the Giants in the East. But I, uh, the Thursday games can be just so mm-hmm. ugly and clunky. I'd just rather see these two teams see each other with a week of rest, you know? No, I agree with you. Yeah, the, we usually get, um, you know, I don't want to say subpar football, but maybe not the two teams at their best for that yeah. for the reason of the of the short work clearly. Now, this is a good spot. And, Trent, here's the thing with this game tonight. I mean, this is... Look, we're five weeks into the season, but both of these teams look as though if you're a fan of either one of those teams, that these teams are going to be in it all through the month of December, right? That's all I hope. Yeah. I don't want my team to be out of it in, you know, Thanksgiving. Huh. I want my Welcome to my world. Yeah, I know. For you, it is. It's, you, know, you live there on a yearly basis. But, um, you know, just be just be involved. Just have a mathematical chance. Even if you get to week 16 and, you know, sure, you might need some breaks to go your way and some games to go your way, but... Uh, but but these two teams, the the way they're off to right now, Philadelphia is clearly the favorite in the East mm-hmm. and Carolina. Uh, they had their Super Bowl hangover from uh, Super Bowl 50 last year. They stunk the joint out. 
but this year they're better again. And Cam's coming around. He is coming around. He struggled. They were able to kind of slide out a couple of victories, but what he did against New England a couple of weeks ago last week against Detroit, and he's coming along, mm-hmm. getting those receipts. Get to see Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, and they're doing it right now without Greg Olson, which a lot and of they're people about felt. To do it. They, they have to do it without Greg Olson. Yeah, and he's going to be out for a while, but Ed Dixon stepped in and been Ed Dixon, that play against the Lions. I didn't know Ed Dixon had that in him. Yeah, well, Isn't it crazy when no, you see a guy that you've Next watched for seven, eight right? years, and he's just, yeah, he's vanilla, melted. No, he's I like, agree. he's a fine tight end. And then he makes a play like that. Not on like, many fantasy. The uh, the Chicago Mole don't have him on their team. <laughs> that's right. That's I like right. that trend. Chicago Mole. Did you come up with that? That's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chicago Mole fantasy team. <laughs> uh, here's uh, here's the shows we mentioned. Uh, we got Scott Dockerman coming up next. Eric Heft is going to be here on Iowa State. By the way, the Athletic is. I love the Athletic. If you if you're on the fence, folks. Um, Look, we know where newspapers are going, and all these great writers that we've read uh, through our lifetime, a lot of them anyway, uh, have left the paper business and the writing for The Athletic. I think it costs 3 bucks a month. It, it's really, really cheap. But there's a Joel Lanning story, shocking as it is. Uh, another Joel Lanning story, because I think The Athletic had one earlier in the week. Um, Matt Fortuna, is that how you say his name? Fortuna? Yeah. For- Longtime writer at College Football News. With and P. then Q-Tech. he was at ESPN for a while, too, I want to okay. say. I think he covered the ACC. But... Uh, this piece kind of resonates a little bit further to me because uh, Jerry Pizzetti and Ryan Pizzetti are both mentioned in the article. That's excellent. In fact, uh, Jerry's quoted a couple oh. of times talking about Joel. You know, he's a ball boy at Ankeny High, and the final Ankeny High School game before the split was the state championship that Joel quarterbacked. And, um, no, it's a, it's a really good read. So if you're sitting on the fence, you Iowa State fans out there, you don't want to pull the triggers, three bucks a month. It's great content. You get to pick the teams that you want to show up on your front page. Uh, if you're so inclined, it's um, it, it's well, well worth the money. And quite honestly, probably the future is how we're going to get our sports news delivered. Scott Dockerman delivers his sports news via the Internet at Landa10.com. We'll pick Doc's brain on uh, Phil Parker and Brian Ferentz's press conference in the 2020 schedule. That one void, that one open date has been filled. Iowa will open with you and I before hosting Iowa State. They go to week three. There's a Big Ten tilt. They go to TCF to take on the Gophers before finishing up the non-con with a home game against Northern Illinois, but then get tied on home to Michigan State, at Ohio State, at Penn State. It's on at that point. We'll we'll talk to uh, Scott Dockerman coming up next. Eric Heft at 1240, the color commentator for Iowa State. Uh, Basketball and football. Eric Heft, 1240. Scott Dockerman next. Ken Miller Show. Trent Connor and myself with you until 2 on 1700 KBGG. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. 
fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. The prices at some Halloween attractions are scarier than the events themselves. That's why we're bringing you Half Off Haunts. You'll save 50% at these great places for Halloween fun. Like Howell's Pumpkin Patch. Howell's Pumpkin Patch is loaded with pumpkins and farm fun, including a corn maze, giant bull slide, great pumpkin jumping pad, new this year eight-person international harvester pedal tractor, and push-pull tractors and more. Another Half Off Haunt is Scream Acres at Bloomsbury Farm in Atkins. Scream Acres features four different attractions. Cell Block Z, the Carnival Chaos, the Slaughterhouse, and Haunted Cornfield. The final half-off haunt is the Pumpkin Ranch in Winterset. Home of Iowa's Mega Corn Maze, Jump Pillows, Zip Lines, Giant Tube Slide, a Toddler Town, and Pumpkins. Learn more about these half-off haunts now with the sweet deals at 1700kbgg.com. Quantities are limited. Don't miss your chance to save 50% at these great places for Halloween fun. Half-off haunt. What if hiring could be easier, less time-consuming, with more qualified candidates and faster results? What if hiring could be smarter? Thanks to ZipRecruiter, it can be. With one click, post your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards so you don't spend time wondering where the right candidates are searching. Then ZipRecruiter uses its smart matching technology to scan millions of active resumes and notify the most qualified candidates to apply for your job. And the ZipRecruiter dashboard makes it easy to review, rate, and contact candidates all in one place. No wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. ZipRecruiter makes it simple for growing businesses of all sizes to hire the right people, no matter the industry. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. We're so confident ZipRecruiter will get you the results you need. We'll let you try it free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash build. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash build. ZipRecruiter.com slash build. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. Easter Seals Iowa provides support for children and adults with disabilities in our community. From the fun of Camp Sunnyside to employment and daily living skills, Easter Seals provides a wide range of support to promote independence. We have so much fun out in the sun here at Camp Sunnyside. Learn more at EasterSealsIA.org. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. Cap is back. 
Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9, Des Moines. Sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. Hey, welcome back to the show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon and myself with you here until uh, 2 o'clock as we talk the world of sports with you. Scott Darkman coming up, and then we'll get to Eric Heft at 1240. Uh, preview Iowa State and Kansas, but do a lot of looking back, obviously, at the Oklahoma game. Uh, Scott Darkman, land at 10. He's all set to join us, and he does. Scott, thanks for coming on, as always. How's things, Scott Darkman? Not too bad. How are you today? Doing fine. Um, you know, let's start with the news that came out this morning, and we'll recap yesterday and kind of take uh, take your pulse on where the Hawks are at their bye week. But uh, Northern Iowa fills the void in 2020. Doc, I took a look at the 20 schedule. I'm sure you have as well. Uh, and I'm glad Northern Iowa's going to get paid. I, I really am. I like that when, um, look, at the, you, you, we both know uh, that, unfortunately, the athletic department over there not flush with cash. And if one of the in-state schools can, schools can write them a check and help things out, uh, more power to them. But then you look at that gauntlet. Once they get through the non-con, Michigan State at Ohio State at Penn State, that's three back-to-back weeks, Doc, in 2020 that certainly gets your attention. <laughs> no doubt about it. Um, you know, for all the people who might start complaining that, oh, a weak non-conference schedule, but then you start to look and go, oh, yeah, Michigan State at Ohio State at Penn State in three consecutive weeks, uh, you might want to stop complaining about Northern Iowa. Now, I'm there with you. You know, one of the things, I remember Jim Delaney when he had his great big presentation at Big Ten Media Days a couple of years yeah, ago about how they were, yeah, about how they were ending this, and it was real pompous and arrogant. And I just thought, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And, and the part of it is, for the schools in this part of the world, uh, uh, there's a little bit more history with FCS schools. Iowa with, with Northern Iowa. You have the Dakota schools in the neighborhood for Nebraska and, and uh, in Minnesota. And, and there are relationships there. You know, whereas in the eastern part, uh, you know, there's all the directional Michigan schools and what have you and the schools in Indiana that are in the MAC. And that's fine for them. But, you know, I've seen Northern Iowa compete with Iowa and Iowa State much in much better fashion than what I've seen with a lot of the MAC schools coming here. Now, there have been upsets, no doubt about it. But, but I, I think that it's not a pushover matchup um, that we normally see. So I don't have a problem at all with Northern Iowa filling that date, um, you know, in the future. Now, of course, we'd all like to see high-profile matchups, but the numbers just aren't going to add up for that in the future. So... I think this is as good of a situation as I was going to get. Doc, I know there was a conversation about Notre Dame possibly showing up on the schedule. We see, what, about a month ago that that's happening with Wisconsin. What did you find out about the possibility there? I know there were at least some rumblings that Iowa was hoping to maybe take the Iowa State game for away for a year and then come back with it and, and Iowa State balked. Is that what you heard? Yeah, I know that they were just talking about trying to push it back a, a year or two and try to do something different, play like Notre Dame and Chicago, and, and there were rumblings about that. But, you know, it really never got too far. I don't think that Iowa State was real receptive of that. And, and that's kind of the issue right now you're seeing with, 
you know, the, the scheduling of nine games in the Big Ten is, you know, there's just not a lot of flexibility for everybody. Now there is for, you know, there's no Wisconsin State, Minnesota Tech, or, or what have you, or Nebraska, same deal. So they can go and schedule those opponents. Nebraska can play at Oregon. Iowa has to decide, is it Iowa State or is it nobody? And the, the real issue is, you look at the SEC, there are only four schools that play uh, ten Power Five opponents. The rest play nine or less. And, uh, you know, so people who chide Iowa for their schedule, it's really off base because they play ten every year, and they always have. It's just, uh, you know, the SEC is where, you know, they play one kind of, you know, non-conference game that's great, and eight, you know, within the conference, and they'll play three nobodies. And, uh, you know, so... It's really unfair to Iowa, the criticism with that, but they've got to decide, is the rivalry game more important than the big game? And, and I've always felt like, and here certainly proves it, if Iowa State can contend for a bowl game, then this is an awesome series. If Iowa State doesn't all the time, then, then that's always been my issue, that, that it kind of drags down everybody. But certainly from what I've seen of the Cyclones this year, both against Iowa and I think last week, shows me that they are more than able to contend now and in the future. Mm-hmm. Scott Jockerman, Landon Ten is our guest. Doc, let's go to, to yesterday's news. I want to start with James Butler because, you know, it seemed like a long shot when, when you slowed uh, when you slowed down the 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 game um, and, and you saw the elbow bend the way that it appeared to do. It looked like, boy, that, that's going to be a while. Uh, and now, you know, the, the, the plan was to get him back after the bye week. That looked at best like that was going to be uh, very difficult to do as we know he's not coming back is there a chance doc i know it's being talked about now that the medical red shirt is on the table for him sure the ncaa i mean you put your finger in the air you never know what way they're going to go but it seems like he would qualify do you think butler would be uh willing to come back to school for another year if indeed iowa does uh you know try to uh, to get that extra year for him you know, I think that'd be a great idea for him, and I know it's it's something that they're contemplating. And you know, it was in Game Three, so it's early enough. I mean, remember Matt Vandenberg played four games, and I, I think it would be terrific for him. It'd be terrific for Iowa um, for, on multiple levels. One is, I don't think he can get back to full health this year. Uh, you look at that elbow and the way it bent; it was just disgusting. But then I remember, you know, Drew Ott a few years ago. He played crazily with a with a brace on his arm after a really nasty uh you know hyperextension in Iowa State but he doesn't carry the football you know um, and right. you look at somebody like James Butler and if those muscles if those if that bone isn't quite healed right if the muscles aren't healed right around there all it's going to take is one good shot and he's going to get them on that elbow from a helmet and that ball is coming out because he's just not going to be physically strong enough and it's not anything he can do so why put him out there why risk that for his own psyche and your team. So I think it would be a brilliant move for Iowa because he is good enough. He is one of the better running backs in the country and, and at, at Iowa, and he hasn't really had a chance to show that yet. But you bring him back another year, you know, because what, what's his NFL prognosis now if he misses most of the rest of the season? Free agent at that, yep. probably cut in training camp. You come back to Iowa, you are the lead dog. Mm-hmm. You will be there alongside with uh, Kelly Martin and, and Torrin Young. And you've got a chance to run for 1,000 yards and boost your profile in, in an in a offense that's going to have some really good key players. I would totally do that if I were him right now. And an offensive line that will bring back two tackles with experience, guard, center. Uh, but that's next year for the here and now, the offensive line. Are they set, at least uh, outside there, going forward, Tristan Wirfs as the right tackle? 
I think so. Uh, the one question I have in, in, in the unknown equation, I guess, is that, you know, what, where does Boone Myers fit? And if Boone Myers is, if, if he's healthy, he'll take one of the spots, either a left guard or right tackle. And it's probably going to be maybe who's the weakest link right now today. And, uh, you know, because Boone Myers is one, easily one of the best three, probably, linemen on the team right now. Uh, so I think he's going to play somewhere if he gets healthy enough to do so. And if, but I, I mean, you got to like what Tristan Wirfs brings, his size, his physicality. You know, he just he looks the part already as a, such a young man. Um, and then yeah, if you could have two tackles returning with that kind of size and pedigree and ability, that and then you throw in James Daniels to boot if he's healthy. Um, that's a really good offensive line next year. But Boone Myers will probably be either at left guard or right tackle whenever he gets healthy enough to play. Uh, Scott Dockerman landed 10. Doc, I love the fact that uh, you know that you reach out to your readers and your followers on Twitter with with your Thursday mailbag. There was a question in there that certainly gets you thinking uh, regarding Josie Jewell and where he fits in the current uh, in the Kirk Ferentz era as far as you know the best linebacker to play uh, for Coach Ferentz. And my God, there's been some dandies when you think about it. Uh, Chad Greenway to me, Pat Angerer, um, but boy, oh boy, Josie Jewell. Jewel, he he elbows his way into that conversation. He got two guys in Kirksey and Hitchens and Morris. That was that trio was unbelievable together. Abdul Hodge, I'm sure we're missing a couple of them. Um, what kind of what's the? I know that you put a a vote up there and you're asking the people to vote on this. Who is in the lead right now? Greenway, Angerer, and Jewel. Do you have that uh, the vote tally in front of you at this point? Because, man, uh, you I, can't go wrong. I'm not sure there is a wrong answer, but Jewel certainly makes you think. Oh, he does. I mean, you know, if he's the first-team All-American and wins the Buckus, I mean, none of those other linebackers reach that status. I mean, uh, that's something to, to, you know, say. I mean, you know, Greenway, uh, Jewel's actually leading, by the way, right now. But, you know, Angerer got a couple of votes for first-team. He was mostly a second-team, or Greenway was, a second team or two years in a row, but you know, and the rest of them are just you know really good play. That trio, you know, a few years ago was as good as I've ever seen collectively. So, uh, but you know, if he's first team, you know, how can you say he's not? And and I know legends die hard, and and nobody will ever be a better player than Bob Sanders here because nobody's ever a better player. You know, it's hard to really defeat the the legend as much as it was how outstanding he was. And I think that's kind of where we are with this. And uh, Jewel is. Um, but he's certainly made a name for himself. If there's a Mount Rushmore of linebackers, shoot, maybe even defensive players, he should be on it. Because you got, you know, he's right up there with all those guys. What he did in, in 15 and that game against Michigan State was, a, was outstanding. What he's done this year, you know, how he played against Penn State. Uh, and I think he's still got more gas in the tank. And one of the things I kind of wonder about him is, you know, next year we know what the NFL. Uh, draft cycles like, and there's going to be a lot of people who come after him. He's not quite big enough, not quite fast enough, not quick enough, and here he does this wrong. And I would say, you know, that that's on. There's a lot of things I'd like to say about that, but I, I think that you should overdraft a guy like that with that kind of intensity and intangibles because he changes the makeup of your football team. If you're the Chicago Bears and you need somebody like that with that kind of intensity, you want him. So you should overdraft him instead of underdraft him, but I know that's not going to happen. But he's right up there at the top um, on the Mount Rushmore of all defensive players, I think, in the fantasy. Doc, uh, taking an overview of the Big Ten, and especially the Big Ten West, it seems inevitable that Wisconsin's going to be the champ here with Iowa with the two losses, and 
and just looking around the landscape. Unless they lose to the Boilermakers this weekend, it's not going to happen. Is it time for Iowa to kind of reevaluate expectations for inside the program for this year? Not until you lose. I mean, if, if they go and they win, uh, if they beat Minnesota at home, which they haven't lost to the Gophers at home since 99, and then you say you somehow beat Ohio State, why should you set your goals any lower? Because then you go to Madison. Now, it's the math is tough. And we knew it was going to be tough in the very beginning when you started talking about uh, you know what, their, what Wisconsin's schedule was like compared to what Iowa's is like. I mean, Wisconsin plays Indiana, Maryland, and Michigan. Iowa plays Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State. That's really different and really difficult. However, you know, Wisconsin does play Michigan the following week after mm-hmm. Iowa. And it's not out of the realm of possibilities that, you know, Wisconsin could lose both those games. Uh, you know, but, you know, it's, it's tough for Iowa. You know, I mean, <laughs> just assuming you're going to beat Ohio State at home is not exactly <laughs> the way you, you think rationally. So I, I don't think, I think the math is going to be really tough for that. But I don't think until you're eliminated, you, you take that off the table. Mm. Scott Dockerman, Land to 10. Him and Bobby Legess do an outstanding work. Doc, I love the Thursday mailbag. Always, uh, always enjoy reading it. Uh, good work, Doc. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Scott. All right. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, Trent. Good to talk to you. Scott Dockerman, Land to 10. Iowa at the midway point of their season. Uh, Ohio State comes to Iowa on the 4th of November. Yep. That game sandwiched between hosting Penn State and then hosting Michigan State the week after. Mm, let down look ahead. Spot. Well, maybe the Big East obviously going to be um, the, the Big Ten East, not the Big East. The Big Ten East going to be clearly uh, still up for grabs at that point. Right. So maybe we'll see. it's Ohio State. Yeah, no, look at it. and here's the thing about Ohio State this week. Did you know this? I didn't know this till yesterday. Trent, I was born in December of 1958. I'm going to be 59 here next month. All right. Right? Nebraska has never been as big of a dog at home, uh, at home, since before I was born as to what they are this week when they host Ohio State. The Biggie 8 was set up well for them throughout the years. There's but that's, no question. That's a long time. 1957, you have to go back to find the last time they were as big of a dog. Wow. They're going to get crushed this week. Walloped. If you think Jonathan Taylor ran over them, and he did, and I think he's, I mean, it, him or Dobbins, the best freshman running back in the Big Ten. Right. Yeah. Well, here they come in back-to-back weeks, and we saw what Taylor did to you. Oof. They hung around. Tanner Lee, stop throwing pick six. Yeah, that one. That was I tried bad. to tell Sim. Yeah, you are what your numbers say you are. As a You're right. Now he's been better in the last two weeks. Tanner Lee, not Sip. 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 Yeah, but Tanner Lee, I'm talking about. He's been better in the last. And I know the pick six. It was kind of. I think it was a tip ball. Yeah, I think it was. It wasn't his fault, as I recall. Um, but Wisconsin just ran it down their throat, Trent. They threw it one time in Once. the second half. Once it's easy on Hornybrook. It does. You don't have to throw it often. It's. Morty Brook and Blake Bortles kind of have the same uh, yeah. setup right now. Uh, what, what was it that Gus Bradley said? Or not, not Gus Bradley, uh, Jaguars coach. Uh, Got, so, yeah. They, um, what, who's the Jaguars coach this year? Uh, Marone? Yes, yes. Yeah. Doug Marone. Thank he, you. He said uh, somebody asked him, you know, kind of the perfect game plan for, for Blake Bortles, and he said to never throw it. Yeah, well, he's right. He's right. <laughs> Probably not a lot of confidence, though, when your head coach is saying that about you. Yeah, but you turn around, you got Leonard Fournette behind. That, that doesn't hurt. And that defense. Uh, yeah, and that defense is real. Look, that's what they built. That's where they built the draft, mm-hmm. other than Bortles. 
as we uh, bore you with Jacksonville Jaguar conversation. Here. Your only place in the void. For... <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, from the Hawks to the Clones, Eric Heft is the analyst for Iowa State men's basketball and football, and he's coming up next with us. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent Condon and myself with you, noon to 2, Monday through Friday on 1700 KBGG. News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700kbgg.com. It's football season, and that means it is time to find your spot for all the big games. Trent Cotton here for Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. 48 big screen TVs, all the games on college Saturdays, and the NFL on Sundays. Draft House 50 in West Des Moines. But it's not just about having all the great games on. You need more than that. You need great food. Draft House 50 has just that. Huge burgers. My favorite, the pizza burger. Ground beef, Italian sausage, mozzarella cheese, little marinara, and pepperoni. Big burgers, great sandwiches, pizza. You want to go with the lighter fare? They got salads and appetizers for you as well. And you can't forget about the beer. It's in the name, Draft House 50, local beers on tap, microbrews, whatever you're in the mood for, make it Draft House 50 in West Des Moines. Your football headquarters, Draft House 50, 6240 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. I'll see you there. Did you know that the average family visits five websites before booking a vacation rental? It can take hours, if not days, to book vacation rentals online. This is not the ideal way to start your vacation. Hi, I'm Jen O'Neill. And I'm Jeff Manheimer. And we're the founders of Tripping.com, the world's largest site for vacation rentals. Vacation rentals are the perfect option for families, groups, and even solo travelers. They're more affordable than hotels, offer way more space, and come with perks like free Wi-Fi, parking, fully stocked kitchens, backyards, and hot tubs. Tripping.com is the fastest and easiest way to book vacation homes. Simply type in your destination and we'll show you all available rentals from VRBO, TripAdvisor, Booking.com, and more. And with our price comparison tool, you'll save an average of 18% per night by booking your vacation rental on Tripping.com. That's T-R-I-P-P-I-N-G.com. To book a place to stay, visit Tripping.com today. Whether you're looking for a warm weather escape or a winter cabin, visit Tripping.com today to search for the perfect vacation rental for you and your family. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Join us for an evening of celebration, reflection, and commitment at Wildwood Hills Ranch Wild About the Child Banquet. Hear inspiring stories how Wildwood Hills Ranch has impacted the lives of Iowa's youth from its beginning and learn how you can be a part of its amazing history. The event is at the Holiday Inn, Jordan Creek, on Sunday, October the 29th from 6 until 8. Event info and registration can be found on their website, wildwoodhillsranch.org. 
You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? We'll find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. Not the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Conn and myself with you until 2. In the 1 o'clock hour, Stephen M. Sippel, Lincoln Journal star, will be here, as will Mitch Holtis. Right now, as promised, he's the analyst for football and men's basketball. He's Eric Heft, and he joins us. Eric, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on, Eric Heft. How's things? Uh, well, better than they were a week ago. I'll say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, take us on the airplane, Eric, uh, uh, flying home from uh, from Norman this past weekend. That uh, I mean, some flights are better than others. This one's got to be one of the best in some time. Yeah, it, it was great, you know. And I, but I think one of the great things about it was, you know, the guys were happy, uh, but I think they were really fired up as much as anything about what was still on the table for them moving forward. Because after the loss to Texas, you know, you're, you're down a little bit, and you don't know if that bowl game or, or you know some mm-hmm. of the other things you're looking for are, are realistically in the cards. And I think it wasn't like a wild celebration. Guys were happy, uh, but uh, really looking forward to what, you know, you win big games, it gives you the opportunity to play more big games. You know, the takeaway of that whole victory for me, Eric, isn't that they won the football game, but it was just the fashion that they did it. It wasn't fluke. It wasn't seven fumbles and turnovers like the Nebraska game a few years back. They just went down to Norman, came back from 14 nothing, and beat that football team. Is that maybe the most surprising element of this upset, just the fashion that it happened? Well, in some respects, you know, I, and I think if you go back to what Matt Campbell has been saying since after the UNI game, the Iowa game, you know, the Texas game, whatever, uh, it, it's been, you know, it's all about details. We've got to clean up the details. And obviously, I, I, at least in my opinion, Iowa State's got a really good coaching staff, but he also has coachable players. If you look, I mean, little things, you know, like wide receiver blocking, um, how critical that was to the outcome. Uh, the fact they had three penalties for 17 yards. I mean, those are the kinds of things, the little details that give you an opportunity to win a game like that at the end. Mm. Eric Heft is our guest. Eric, uh, I understand why Joe Lanning's getting all the national attention. <laughs> I mean, middle linebacker, quarterback. Sure, we've seen guys go both ways periodically in their career, but not middle linebacker to quarterback. I, I'm not saying Kyle Kemp's getting lost in this. I mean, Tommy Burch did a great piece at the front page of today's Des Moines Register. I know the Ames Tribune has given him a lot of love as well. The Kyle Kemp story, Eric, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I, I thought it was going to be Zeb Nolan. I had no idea Kyle Kemp's story, none whatsoever prior to him taking the field. All he does is three for, uh, throw for 343, three touchdowns, 18 for 24. What a great story, and what a patient guy waiting for his opportunity to finally play in a football game. You know, he's a smart guy, and he loves football. And, you know, so many times we've seen guys uh, who – you know, always are complaining or when am I going to get my chance? When am I going to get my chance? But they don't do the work to prepare when that chance comes. 
Well, Kyle's obviously on the other end of that spectrum. I mean, he's, he's a guy who was trying to get better every day. And, you know, the poise with which uh, that he showed in that game was just incredible. I mean, I don't know how you could be poised when you haven't really taken a meaningful snap in a football game before. Uh, certainly part of the credit goes to the offensive line and the play calling. Uh, but how many mistakes did he make in that game? Uh, <laughs> I really can't think of any. Yeah, I'm the same way. I was just trying to rack my brain. You know, and with the forecast, Eric, uh, it's supposed to rain on Friday. It rains in the forecast Saturday. I'm not sure of the time. But but regardless, if indeed there is rain, don't you kind of get the feeling that we're going to see a similar situation to what we saw last week in Norman? That A, Kemp's going to be the guy, but Joel Lanning is probably going to get his opportunity to try and move the ball on the ground, especially if, you know, doing business uh, through the passing game is more difficult due to the conditions? Well, you know, I, I think they'll try to figure out what, what's going to work. You know, you want to get the ball to your wide receiver, some of your playmakers. But, you know, you have David Montgomery, too, who, who's a horse. Uh, and Kansas has not been great against the run. You know, if I'm Kansas, uh, I, I think I'm going to try to put the game on Kyle Kemp's, you know, in his hand because mm-hmm. you know, he had a great game hey, now. Uh, nobody knew who Kyle Kemp's was. We didn't know who he was, uh, and certainly Oklahoma didn't. Now they have they have some film to look at, uh, some game tape that they can say, okay, here's what we think his strengths are. We're going to load up on the run and say, hey, he's going to have to beat us through the air. I think he's shown them that's possible, uh, but Iowa State's going to have to find ways to run the football, and I think at times uh, that could well mean Joel Lanning. So on the outside, we'll all remember the catch by Alan Lazard. Uh, heard the great call from John Walters multiple times with your voice a little bit there in the background, Hefty. Uh, but uh, the block in the one that gave him the lead by Alan Lazard. And, and the blocking in general out of this wide receivers. Talk about a group. Deshante Jones. Yes. Deshante and Hakeem Butler, you know, on Murdoch's touchdown. Yeah. Two, two great blocks. It, it's incredible that... You know, this group's buying in. It's not just about catches, but that. And another one of those small things you talked about, Eric, that this team needs to do, wide receiver blocking a big part of it. You know, if you're going to run a horizontal passing game, you've got to have good blocking. Certainly it helps, you know, from a Zard standpoint. I mean, 6'5", 225. I mean, he's got the frame. And he's blocking the corner. Uh, but there are a lot of guys his size that don't do it. You know, and Hakeem Butler is another really good blocker out there. All those guys, I give Brian Gasser, the wide receiver coach, a lot of credit for instilling that. You know, but I think you know one of the things is that you know we talk about how well the coaching was. I mean, they've got some great senior leadership on this team. You know, Alan Lazard, Joel Lanning, these guys are 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 dying for a taste. Uh, you know, of of late December football, and I think that kind of permeates everything for this football team and. When your leaders are the ones who are putting in the extra time and, and doing the little things, uh, that just flows down to the rest of the team, and I think that's what we're seeing right now. Mm-hmm. We've seen Spears have some awful big games uh, already this year. He had another one this past week. He's one of those guys. You still got him for a couple of years, Eric. You want to, you know, look. You don't want to wish any of his games away, but you're looking forward to seeing just how good he can become. He's one of these guys that, uh, you know, earlier in the year maybe you had to look at your. You know, wherever you go online to find uh, the depth chart or roster to see who he was and what his story is. But, man, he seems to every single week make big plays, and last week was no different. You know, he's not a big guy, but he's a, a sure tackler and a great hitter. But he's got the speed, too, that I think if you're going to play at 210 pounds at linebacker in this league, you better be able to run, and he certainly can. Another guy with a great attitude who, 
it just kind of fits the mold of, of what Iowa State needs at that position. He's he's having a great year, and hey, I, I'm kind of like you. Uh, I saw him a little bit in the spring; thought he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, never dreamed he was going to uh, advance this rapidly. So a lot of guys uh, got to see some action at linebacker with the injury to Willie Harvey. Uh, what's the latest that you're hearing on him? His chances of going against Kansas? I think he's fifty-fifty at this point. You know, and you know, if, when you've got a leg injury, uh, wet turf, uh, if there's any chance they could hold him out, I, I think that that might tip the scales for him not playing. Uh, but you know, we had some other guys step up and 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 do really well. You know, we're going to see a little more of Jake Hummel. Uh, I think at that linebacker mm-hmm. spot too, the true freshman from mm-hmm. Dowling. Uh, they're really high on him and. They haven't played Orion Vance yet. He did make the trip last week, another freshman. He had been injured earlier in the fall. But, man, I think he's a guy that's going to be a terrific linebacker in the future. I don't think they're going to – hope they're able to, to redshirt him throughout the season. But we're going to see a little more of Jake Hummel, especially given that uh, Joel may be playing more snaps or certainly some snaps in most of these games moving forward. Eric, uh, whether it's Iowa State or Iowa, I, I always try to watch at least one game. In best case scenario, the week before of the of the next week's opponent, it's tough to watch Kansas football. <laughs> it, it really, I know very little about them. I guess I haven't done my homework. Is where I'm going with you. I saw they played two quarterbacks last week. When when you've seen Kansas play, what do they do well, Eric? What do you think that uh, you know both Iowa State coordinators are watching out for this year, this week rather, with the Jayhawks? Well, they've got uh, they've got a running back that ran for 296 uh, against West Virginia. Uh, he's got speed, uh, Herbert, uh, and he's uh, uh, decent size. They've run the football very well, and even the game against Tech, uh, as well as uh, even though they got, I mean, their biggest thing is they get whacked early, and they they're down, you know, two or three touchdowns mm-hmm. early in the game, and then they kind of turn it on. But their offense has looked pretty good at times. Uh, inconsistent throw in the football. Uh, I think from, from a defensive standpoint, you've got to figure out you're going to stop the run. I think we'll see a lot more four-man front this week as opposed to the three-man front we've seen the last couple of games uh, primarily. Uh, we're going to see a lot of four-man front in this game, and we're going to try uh, to stop, make them throw the football. Uh, two quarterbacks, one got dinged up a little bit, but you know he's not been great. He's a Washington, started at Washington State you know, under under the pirate, and now yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> and now uh, he can throw the ball okay. He's, he's not a great thrower. He's not a runner. Carter Stanley, uh, who played some last year, uh, he's more. He's a guy that can really run the football. Uh, but neither one of them have been overly effective. I think the big thing for Iowa State is you stop the run, you make them one dimensional. Uh, you're going to be in really good shape. Letdown. It's a word that's thrown out yeah, there a lot, yeah. Eric. Uh, so the coaches are saying the right things, so are the kids. We know that. You know, what can you do, though? These are still 18- to 23-year-old kids. You know, that's a great question. You know, and I think that's where the leadership on the football team has to really step up. You know, and you know, when you see all the publicity that Joel Lanning has gotten this week, and God, <laughs> richly deserved, mm-hmm. uh, for a lot of people, that will turn your head. I just have a hard time believing it's going to change Joel Lanning one iota. And I hope not, uh, because if, if Joel's there still doing the things and, and, and leading this football team and Alan Lazard and some of those other guys that are out there, I mean, they now have a taste of something, uh, something in their sights that's realistic. And losing, losing on Saturday uh, would derail all that once again. So uh, 
I, I think it's a legitimate concern, to be sure. And I can't imagine Iowa State being a 22-point favorite. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, Iowa State may well win by that. But, you know, if you just look at the history, uh, it, it just doesn't seem to make sense to me. But at the same time, uh, I have great faith in the leadership on this football team. I know the coaches, no matter what, who the coach is, they're always going to say the things that Iowa State's coaches are saying now. It's up to the leaders on the football team to make it real. Great stuff, Eric Heft. Thank you. Appreciate you coming on, as always. We'll talk to you in the weeks to come. All right. Great to be with you guys. Thank you. Eric Heft joining us, analyst, Iowa State football and uh, men's basketball. Letdown's a great, it is a good question, Trent. Um, look, be Kansas, you're four and two, you know, because mm-hmm. it looked, your bull hopes looked, I don't want to say extinct. It's sports after all. Dire. They were on life support. Yes. They were on life support. <laughs> 31 point dog, you knock off Oklahoma. You're live again, right? You cannot mm-hmm. let this Kansas game get away from you. You have to win this football game. And Kansas can score. They can put points on the board. I remember the West Virginia. I'm glad Eric brought that up because they do fall down early, it seems like, every single game. Mm-hmm. The West Virginia game, they came back and I think cut it to seven at one point. Yeah, yeah, that sounds before right. Before West Virginia opened up again and, and won. And Texas Tech the same way, although Texas Tech really never let them get up off the map. But they did score to make it a little bit closer at one point. They're brutal offensively, but wet, soggy day, 11 mm-hmm. o'clock kick. You got to get out of the gates slow and... You look up at the scoreboard and you're down 14-3 and you got a ball game. Got to be ready. Got to be ready right away because they can put points on the board and yeah. you don't want to dig an early hole. The murmurs will start early if that's the case. Yeah, no, you you don't want, look, the Oklahoma game will live forever, but if you, there will always be that little asterisk if indeed it doesn't go your mm-hmm. way that the next week that, you know, the, the, the worst team, beat the best team in the Big 12 one week and the worst team comes and get it to your place and knocks you off. Uh, we'll come back with the 1 o'clock hour. Stephen M. Sipple will be here at about one fifteen. Huskers, Ohio State this Saturday night. Huskers more than a three-touchdown dog at home, first time since 1957. Uh, chew on that one for a little bit. Uh, and then uh, Mitch Holtis will be here. Steelers Chiefs uh, is in the late Sunday window, 325. I'm sure KCCI's got that game. Uh, in fact, I'm not even going to check. I'm going to go out and say that they do. They have to have that game. Uh, we'll talk to Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Chiefs, at about 140. Trent and I are here for another hour on 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Bill Ryder. Nice to be talking to the home crowd again in central Iowa, where I was raised, where I got married. The show is right than you, 5 to 9 p.m. weekdays on Des Moines Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. Ian Eagle and Tony Baselli here from Westwood One with a Thursday night football preview. And we have what should be a great matchup with two 4-1 teams. Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles visit Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers. Tony, both squads playing at a high level right now. Both teams are playing great football, and a lot of it's due to the quarterbacks, Cam Newton and Carson Wentz. Both are playing great, they're leading their offenses, and they're getting most of the praise. But let me tell you, the inside story is both offensive lines. Two of the best units in all of football. They control the line of scrimmage. It'll be interesting to watch which defense can take over the line of scrimmage. That will end up determining who wins this football game. Looking forward to it, Tony, when the Eagles meet the Panthers on Thursday Night Football.
Remember to listen to Westwood One's coverage of the NFL all season long. Right here on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. If you've got goals, GNC's got your protein. Check out all the top brands and bestsellers from Optimum and MuscleTech and get undefeated protein performance from GNC and Webolic. It's GNC's number one selling protein of all time. Plus trending in-store exclusives from Ghost and Performance and taste bud busting flavors like cereal milk, fruity charms, and Tahitian vanilla. All that protein power is backed by GNC's price match guarantee. If you find a lower national brand price, GNC will beat it by a buck. Visit your GNC to get the right protein formula for your goals. There's a season for everything. And right now, it's save up to 30% on appliances season at the Home Depot with special buys on innovative appliances that do more. Like a GE high-efficiency washer and electric dryer. Your clothes get cleaner without the damage. And they're just 586 bucks each. Save 425 on the pair. Savings are in season with up to 30% off appliances at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. While supplies last, U.S. only gas dryer extra see store for details. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. 